This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm, wait, really, are we live? Yeah, we're live And I'm Tiffany. Damn it, you did it again! Ah, why? I just realized my armrests could change their height and yeah. I was trying to get them out of your way. Oh, you're doing great, don't worry about it. Hello. Normally, this is a comic book review show where we take the books of the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. I promise you, this is no exception, actually, but we are going to talk about a couple other things. We're going to talk about that Venom 2 trailer, and I thought we'd open the show by talking a little bit about the first episode of Jupiter's Legacy, which came out on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Of course, Mark Miller, uh, Frank Whiteley, seminal series that uh, I didn't read. I, I never picked up a single issue of, couldn't care less, just didn't find it interesting, didn't find it appealing. Yeah, it's funny. I do like a lot of Mark Miller's other stuff, and I do like Frank Quietly's work, especially in All-Star Superman, but I just it never drew me in. No. And I was like, I read other Miller stuff. I'm good. Right, exactly. It doesn't have to be the all Miller show. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Miller's world, yeah. as he would like the it Miller-verse. to be. Millerverse. Millerverse, yeah. Although Frank would uh, would have something to say about that. Yeah, Frank's like, dude, that's Sin City. It's spelled differently, though. yeah. But uh, yeah, we saw the first episode. I heard, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, normally if I weigh in honestly about a show uh, that's a comic book property, usually I'm like hung up by my ankles by the uh, fan community. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to be okay on this one. Uh, Overwhelmingly negative reviews according to the public opinion is. Yeah, I mean, like, I really wanted to give it a fair shake because I want this to succeed because I'm excited for some other properties that Netflix and other companies were looking to develop, like Magic Order and Reborn. Yes. And I'm concerned based on the strength of the first episode, which honestly, it's a Netflix show, so it's kind of hard to judge it based on a first episode because Netflix, of course, puts their content out in terms yeah, of the binge. They're expecting a, the first episode to be the first season. Yeah, as opposed to like, you know, other streaming services which put out an episode or two and yeah. then you have to wait. This didn't really hook me at all. No. Um, And I was like, I... I wanted to give it the shadow of the doubt that they... I, and I obviously, we didn't watch any more than that. We only watched the one. Mm-hmm. Um, But that... They're trying to, you know, give you a more mature show in which it's like, we don't have to leave you with like a big sexy hook or something like that. Right. But I feel like they kind of did. If there was going to be one, like if there's going to be a hook, if there is like a a, a shoe that's going to drop, mm-hmm. they probably should have dropped it in the first episode because I was not in any way interested in any of the mysteries that they did indicate. You know, like how we get our powers. What's the world going to be like? What's the consequences for our son? I, I couldn't care less about any of those things. I didn't find any of that engaging or interesting. And it was just, you know what it was? There was, it was like, there wasn't a lot of work put into it. Like, there was a lot of work mm-hmm. put into it, and yet not, you know, or at the very least, they didn't consider all those things. Like, the costumes, they look like, they look like boys run off. It looks like, it looks like Sky High. Yes! Thank you. That's exactly what it looks <laughs> it like. It looks like Sky High, and it's like, I, not gonna lie, and enjoy Sky High. Yeah, I like Sky High, too. No, no, no. Um, that's a good, like, that's a that's a good property. But, like, it's, like, it's that kind of level, but they're trying to do something very serious. Yes. And so it's, like, this very, and I thought there was gonna be, like, a twist, or, like, a, like, and now we're gonna, like, take what you think is happening in this Turn it on more, its ear. Mm-hmm. and it didn't really do that in this episode in particular. No. Um... It, I don't know, like it just, it didn't have a strong opening, and I think that is going to hurt it more than they think it would. I think the idea of like the Netflix binge may not be enough for people to be like, I'm gonna commit yeah. another forty minutes to another episode right. because it just wasn't enough. And like 
the beards were weird. Like uh, there was just everything about it was like there was like weird things. Like, yeah, where the like the flight was weird. Yeah, the flight like, looked weird. The beards are very fake looking. Like it's just none of it. Yeah, nothing. Nothing really holds together. And I think it was one of those things. It's like that moment in Seinfeld when George is pitching the the meta Seinfeld show to the TV executive, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "It's a show about nothing." And he goes, "Well, wh- why am I watching it?" And he goes, "Because it's on TV." Right. And they go, "Not yet." Yeah. And I think like Netflix is like, "Well, what do you what do you mean you didn't like the first episode? What'd you think of the season?" And it's yeah. like, "Well, I didn't watch it because the first episode was kind of lame." And they're like, "Oh, what?" I will say this does make me want to pick up. I'm sure we have it. I'm actually almost on. Oh, Jupiter's sure. Legacy, like the first volume, just to see. I'm gonna check that out. How close they were, right? Because I, as much as I always like want things to be um, faithful to the source material, you do often have to change your storytelling method when you're doing a different medium. We don't own any Jupiter's um, Legacy, but you know what I mean, like where it's yeah. like it does. What works in a comic may not work in a show. Absolutely. There's a actually there was a sequence where uh, the, his brother goes into the mind of the bad guy and takes him to a, like a memory. Mm-hmm. And that is like really kind of engaging. Like I saw that in, out of context on the internet and I saw that whole page sequence. And I'm yeah. like, that's really cool and very dark mm-hmm. because they're not, maybe, maybe it's done later, but like the idea is he's talking to him and he's like, they're ripping you apart right now. Yeah. Like literally, you know what I mean? Like you don't exist anymore. You're dead. Mm-hmm. And your brain is like l- just flickering like into death. While I leave you here. Yeah. Like, and I was like, that's really messed up. And then we see it in the show and it's like, not that. Yeah. And like discount side is like, rah. Like that's all he's, it's, I don't know. It's just pretty weak. It, no, it, it is. And it's funny. I know Jupiter's Legacy obviously came out before Magic Order, but there was yeah. like the family element to that and like a, a semi-dysfunctional family element mm-hmm. to it. And, and I was like, all it made me want was the other story more. Yes. But then I was like, but do I? Because if this is what I'm going to get out of it, Maybe I don't want it. Yeah. Like, maybe that's the, the like, storytelling style and show style that they're going to do. I, maybe I don't want it for some of the other things that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was a little, I mean, like, I really went into it with, like, with hope, me, yeah. but not high expectations because I didn't know the property. Right. And, like, I it's, no not, expectations it's of the show. not good when it, like, doesn't live up to even just that. Where yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It just felt like, a little bit of a shame. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I thought it was a little bit concerning because I'm like, this might be a bridge too far for a lot of people where they're like, okay, well, I think we can all agree superhero th- shows are over. Because, like, Jupiter's legacy, like, at the end of the day, you know, like, I gave Guardians of the Galaxy a shot, but, like, now that I'm thinking about it, you know what I mean? Like, it's actually kind of a stupid thing. Like, I'm just thinking of TV watchers no, as opposed to comic book fans. I know, no, I know. I, I, and, like, honestly, it could be one of those shows and, like, I know people hate this and I'm not usually a fan of it either. We're like, okay, you got to get through like the first three episodes, but then it really kicks in. I hate that. But it, I, I know you hate that, but that's a hard sell also to people who may not even be interested in a genre. Right, right. You, I know that you hate this, but watch the first two seasons and I promise you the third, fourth, fifth season, that's when it really starts picking up. And then yeah. around season eight, it drops off again. What do you, what, what, what do you made a time? Do you have access to a staff that allows you to manipulate time? <laughs> where, where, is your dad from space and you can freeze times? So you can watch all these shows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's talk about some comics. Yeah, let's let's do that. And like, we're not trying to like be down on it. it no, just, just it, was, it came up and it, we saw it. it and was, I was like, hey, it was just okay. Yeah, it was fine. It was okay, there, like, and, and it were, wasn't like I hated it across the board. No, no, there were some moments that I really enjoyed. I actually weirdly enjoyed the past sequence. I like that more. Yeah, like, the, the, I liked the Roaring Twenties, the Twenties, like the late Twenties sequence, like. 
I found myself enjoying more the fact that the brother knew, could sense the crash was coming. Yes. Like, based on, like, statistics he was looking at. Yeah. And he was like, we can't expand now. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that and was I'm actually like, way more tense than anything that happened. That was way more tense. Yeah. Way more tense. I was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are going to lose everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dad's on the roof? Oh, no. Uh, well, he's They're going showing on. the building shot. I'm like, people are going to be leaping out of this building. Yeah, of course. That was way more engaging for me. Than, any, than, like a, than an angsty teenage daughter who's like, dad, you don't like me. Like, yeah. wow. Well, maybe, maybe that should give me hope than if they ever produce Magic Order. Right. Because it's like that is a little more I mean like it's magic so it's not super grounded but like mm-hmm. there's a little more reality sort of kind of not really right <laughs> uh, but I should mention by the way this show is sponsored by viewers like you if you're <gasps> watching the show live you're a potential sponsor like Brian Rollins here who says I can't wait to hear Sal's opinion of the next great Batman character Miracle Molly I roll love all the videos you guys do both on on both channels. Well, thank you, thank very much, you so much. Wondering what he's talking about? Well, Comic Pop started another channel called Comic Pop's Returns, where shows like this will inevitably end up leaving back issues to fend for itself on Comic Pop. That's right. Well, since it's our number one show and YouTube <laughs> wants to promote that more than anything else, we figured we'd like clear the road for yeah. people who like this kind of content. You can watch it over on Comic Pop Returns. You can get Alpha the Rack, Elseworlds Exchange, GBU, mm-hmm. and Letters Page. Those are all going to be on Comic Pop Returns until inevitably YouTube changes everything again. Yep. But for now, hey, listen, like it's only another, it's another channel. I know it looks like it's not ready yet, and it isn't, but... We're still we're getting there. We're still getting there. Uh, we're we're actually inching our way closer to monetization. When that happens, this, those shows will be live over there. Yeah, so you'll you'll find us over there. But yes. we'll remind you. Don't yeah, worry. Exactly. We'll continue to remind you. But if uh, if you don't need a reminder, if you don't want a reminder, just click the link in the chat and description, and you can uh, subscribe right away and just get it done. Um, what's it called? Uh, Raj Patel. Hey guys, won't be Hi. able to stay for the stream, but I wanted to drop some love your way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, also, I really hope you were enjoying the newest Swamp Thing like I have. If we're lucky, we'll get a season two. Hashtag Compop Returns. Have you been reading? Uh, did you read the new Swamp Thing? I did. The Swamp Thing, I think the, it's Yeah, I did. I actually, I uh, I mean, like I've been digging the the series so far. And yes. I, I, I will say I enjoyed this issue of the Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I would also like another season of this because this is a 10 issue chapter mm. season whatever you want to call it um for swamp thing i enjoyed this i feel it felt a little fillery no like a little bit like but, but queen ivy's there she is and she okay and poison ivy okay let's be honest folks poison ivy in this book has got like a low-key smeagol golem thing going on oh no like there's like two versions of her and like that's what it feels like. The I don't queen, know what to do. Queen Ivy's, queen Ivy's there to like take care of the other one. That's why they needed her. Uh-huh. It's like Pyramid Head and James. <laughs> it's not, very esoteric except reference. It's literally nothing like that and I just wanted to say that. You just words. wanted to say Pyramid Head and Ring. Yeah. I did. Um, but so that that definitely happens. Uh, Woodrow obviously pops up in this. Alec Holland pops up in this. We're starting to see some very familiar faces from Swamp Thing's lore who are, we get the fortunate um, ability to see them through the eyes of a person who's all new to this. Right. But like tossing him in the deep end of the pool, not necessarily like a ride along since he's our protagonist. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a, it is a good issue. I just kind of enjoyed the first two more, Mm. maybe because those are a little more horror oriented in terms of their look. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, of course, they're like in the green and it's like, oh, it's pretty. A little more lush. Like, yeah, it's very lush. Um, but like something's going on and Swamp Thing's going to have to like pull it together and, and, and fix it. Okay. And Alec Holland's going to help him along the way. Good. Well, there we go. We were people were wondering where the hell he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but like again, like nothing against this. It was just a slightly weaker issue, mm-hmm. not a bad issue, right? Just not as strong. Okay. So not 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 the worst thing ever. No. By the way, written by Rom V with art by Mike Perkins. That's it. So uh, check that out if yeah. you are of a mind. Yeah, we were only three issues in. And like, just because I said like this one was a little weaker, doesn't make it not a good issue. It's just the other two were so this like, is fair. strong. Yeah, yeah. I should point out, uh, I did read uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number sixty-five. This did was, uh, I don't know, is it a? It's uh, is it the last issue? I don't. It kind of like leads uh, into a into another issue. We'll see. Um, this uh, this issue is interesting. Um, not really. It's. It's it's good. I'll just say that. Uh, it's written by Nick Spencer with art by two different Federicos, uh, Vincentini and Sabatini. Uh, both of them are, yeah, both are Federicos. Okay. Uh, and uh, the art kind of like isn't seamless, but it is very stylized. Okay. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Um, the coloring kind of does a lot of like the heavy lifting in this particular issue. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, just Tombstone and Robbie team up with Spider-Man to stop the bad guys from murdering their respective children. Uh, the syndicate is involved. That's really fun and cute. Um, uh, Norman reconnects with Kindred. Kindred, of course, is like, I know I was hastily put together, but hey, I'll bet I'm really important later. You remember how Nick Spencer said I was super important before? Well, I'm not, but I bet I will be maybe some other time. <laughs> and then Spider-Man finally figures out, oh, I guess I should use Gog to track down Boomerang because Boomerang suddenly is important again. Okay. And uh, the, ra- the last page reveal is that he's calling in some friends because the syndicate arrival reminded him like, hey, I have friends and I can call them up. Right. And the last page reveal is really cool because it's basically the new Avengers. I was just going to say that. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, hey, that's actually awesome. And like, why did you cancel the new Avengers? It just yeah. drives me crazy because it's just like, it was a sure thing. <laughs> it was always a sure thing. Even when they made Mighty Avengers and when they had other Avengers, the people still liked New Avengers. And yeah. it's like, if you were going to sell two new, two Avengers books instead mm-hmm. of just one, why didn't you just keep it going? It's not like Luke Cage's New Avengers were going to do anything even remotely close to what the other Avengers were up to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, is it a recommendation? Meh, like, kind of. It's fun. It, it, if you like fun and Spider-Man, you're probably going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Brian the Baller says, quick question, are we supposed to be reading the X-Men books in any kind of order? I would say no. Um, I think you're right. But when we enter into the Hellfire Gala, yes. Right. They do let you know. When they label it. When they label it and like at the end of the book, there's always like that reading order chart or it's not really a reading order unless you're in an event. When we did Ten of Swords, reading order. Hellfire Gala, reading order. Yeah, like Dawn of X is more like an initiative less than an event. Yeah. So that that list you see at the end is just like a, hey, just letting you know, these are the books that are coming out next week. So if you are reading any of these, this is what you can look forward to picking up. Yeah. Sometimes stuff happens in each other's books and they reference it, but for the most part, they kind of do their thing until it's time to come back together. Exactly. And like form your Megazord. Right. Of X-Men. Yes. Your mutant Zord. Yes. Uh, Eric Civilier says, uh, love you guys. More Ethan, please. You're getting 100% as much Ethan as you can possibly get. That's That's all all the Ethan you can get. That's all uh, the Ethan that Ethan wants to be Ethaning. Yes. Alex Cash says Woot with an animated, looks like a humanoid a controller. controller. I kind of adore it. It's horrifying and mesmerizing at the same time. It's Thank perfection. you, Alex. Uh, Justin Thank got you. the mustache with this and Invincible. I want to formally welcome you, Sal. Welcome to the world of manga readers who get an anime adaptation. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, like, I, I knew that because here's a little fact about me. Uh, when I was in eighth grade, seventh, seventh, seventh or eighth grade, okay, I watched all of Sailor Moon. 
and I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And then when I looked into it, mm-hmm. number one, I found out it was mostly for girls. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. First of all, you didn't watch all of it? because I watched the first season. They hadn't released it all. That's the thing. I watched all, <laughs> of, all of whatever that channel was showing. Just want to asterisk. And when I looked into it, I'm like, oh, I'm missing a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> like, How could you be the, out? The missing scouts and to all that fair, stuff. I was just like, you, oh, that's too big. It was too big for me. It I was get, like James Gordon I and get, uh, Batman. I get you wanting to be out because then inevitably like, they just stopped bringing it out. I get it. That's the thing. It was like, yeah, they, they were like, it. well, we can't, you can't have certain things. And I'm like, oh, God. They're cousins. Yeah, sure. Kissing cousins. They're cousins for sure. Uh-huh. It's, it's totally fine. I wouldn't worry about it. No. Uh, Valentino G. Hey, guys, do you think, uh, do you know what's up with the strange adventures? Feels like we're getting an issue once in a blue moon lately. Much it, love. It feels exactly like that. Completely agree. I'll have to ask Tom about that. Since I know him and I can ask him, hey Tom, where the fuck is Strange Adventures? Did you just did you really just drop that? Like I that? did. Well, no. I, I mean, he's been on the show like a couple it times. Like it was hot. Yeah, he'll he's not gonna he'd be like who this new phone. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Simmons, uh, I love the idea of Comic Pop Returns. If it gets you guys more views across the board, I'm all for it. Do you reckon you'll be reviving any old shows? Anything's possible, Gabe. The idea here is not necessarily just to try and get more views. Like I'm not trying to not like a like a rat trying to scramble all as much no, as I can no, through no, winter. No, no. It's more that I'm just trying to give every show that we make a fair shot. And we have like all these shows that you love and I want to make sure that you get them. You know, that's mm-hmm. the idea. Cause like back issues is the main show. It's where yeah. it's what most people are watching. And I right. get that. And I don't want to stop making it, nor do I want to hurt it or choke it out. Right. So if people are subscribing to comic pop prime mm-hmm. just for back issues and YouTube is like, and that's all we're going to show anybody or that's all we're going to favor. Or mm-hmm. actually if you make other shows, it's going to hurt that one show. I got to make room. Yeah. And the reality is, according to YouTube, it's not even about subscribers or viewers or watch time anymore. It's all about engagement. It's about response to that engagement. It's, it's, about, it's about satisfaction. About satisfaction. Do you like it? That's Which, why you're getting those. Do you ever get those random surveys with stars? They take those into account. Yeah, big time. They're like important to yeah. them. Yeah, they don't even care about how many subs you have or how many views you have. They I think they do care about that. They do, degree, yeah, big time. But, but like, they're, they're all about the satisfaction right now. Yes. Are you satisfied? And if you are, give us a like. That's <laughs> that's the best way to help. Honestly, like, really, apparently they re- they care about those. They do. Look at that llama. I've been subbed for five and a half years I'd and still like loving to. the content. Uh, keep doing your thing. Thank you very much. And I'll continue to do, to look at that llama. Yeah, I. I we live in an llama. area with llamas, and we get to look at them all all the time. It's yeah, great. They're fun. Yeah. Um, I one time saw an llama spit on a man. Really? Yeah. Where? At the Bronx Zoo. Ah, that'll do it. <laughs> it was in the petting zoo. Yay. Was it? Did you know the man? No. Okay. No, we were just nearby and he got spit on and he like took his shirt off because it was like, I guess it was particularly <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I don't know. That like, sounds like a guy oh, who just freaked out. Yeah, all of a sudden he's just like, Wah! he like, ripped his shirt <laughs> What a lunatic. <laughs> the llama's like, uh-huh. yeah, gotcha. That's right. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, Brian Baller, do you recommend this Spider-Man run? Eh. With a, with a half heart. Uh, an RK, hey guys, how do you feel Hi. about some of the titles leading up to Future State? While some of them are meh, I was pleasantly surprised as a Connor fan of Suicide Squad so far. What do you guys think of some of the others? Uh, there, the Future State was a you know initiative that was a re uh, remolding of 5G, and so as such, they had like a bunch of new artists and writers in there to try and like so- showcase their potential. Mm-hmm. Some of them got to stay. Obviously, Dan Moore moving over from uh, his success over on Boom. Uh, to to do detective makes sense. Mariko Tamaki as well does a nice job with detective. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
Otherwise, you know, uh, not so, not so much. They're mm-hmm. they're all fine, and some of them, like that Harley Quinn book that you recommended, was actually pretty cool looking. Yeah, it was. It was cool looking. Yeah, I, it depends on how you felt about the story, but it was very cool looking. I enjoyed the Catwoman book. Yes, I enjoyed the obviously the Wonder Woman book. Right. Yeah, the Yara Floor book. Yeah, the Yoel Jones, the Yoel Jones or Joel Jones. Yeah, or Yoel Jones's book. Yes, it's amazing. Looking. Whatever you want to call it, gorgeous book. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Outside of that, mm, you know, eh. there. Was, I mean, like it was, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it's funny now reading things that are going on currently and like seeing how it's like, are we leading towards some of these future state? They certainly seem to be. Yeah, they're they're pushing it now. Now they're like, well, we have time. We bought some time with future state to be able to actually like give those people jobs on the regular books in the regular timeline that will eventually lead into maybe some kind of like half-hearted weirdo mo- uh, monster version of future state, which yeah. is why future state Gotham is an ongoing series. Yeah. That I was kind of shocked. To I'm going to take a big pass on that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of anything from future state as far as it being in main continuity. <laughs> there you go. What do you got? What, uh, what books have you read? You um, like besides, that's, uh, that's a, uh, I read the uh, strange Academy this week. Yay. How uh, is it going? It's cute. I mean, it continues to be cute. Like what else am I going to say about this book? It's, I don't know. It's I mean, what it, it is. could get weird or stupid. No, no, it's just continuously adorable. Uh, written by Scott Young with art by Humberto Ramos. The kids go on a field trip mm-hmm. to Asgard. It looks like it. Yeah. Um, it's it's filled with shenanigans abound as they get to Asgard. They think they're going to meet Thor. Thor is not there. Instead, they get Volstag. Oh, that's that's a big that's a big disappointment right there. <laughs> they act like it too. I would be. But they go to like um the hall of of, of I think ten realms. Okay. Or like they go to the Ram's Den. That's what they go to, where they have the feast of the of the ten realms, mm. like the, the greatest feast in the ten realms. Where like Volstagg's first stop on the tour of Asgard is we have to eat. That's fair. It's on brand. It's on brand for Volstagg. Yeah, definitely. What are you gonna do? But in this issue, there's like it's funny because it's like you know they had already kind of like set up like the relationship between um, Emily and um, you know Dormammu's kid. Yes, kid Dormammu. Yes, and he's <laughs> um, a real name, Doyle. Doyle. Doyle Dormammu. Um, but then like seemingly it's like they haven't quite connected or like. One of the uh, Asgard kids, Eric, Eric, like sits next to her on the on the bus ride. He's Uh like, "Oh, I'm going to take that seat," Mm. and it's like, but she doesn't do anything about it. Like, "Oh no, this is for Doyle." Doyle was literally in front of you in line. But like, it's fine. They're still like, they're still good. They get there. There's a reveal, guys. Mm -hmm. There's a reveal. It's like, who is the parents of these two Asgardian kids? They meet their dad. He's just like a royal guard dude. Who's mom? And then you start filtering your brain through like who are all the female famous and- Asgardian females? Right, Sif, Sif Enchantress, and Enchantress. It ain't Sif. Okay, there you go. They're at the Magic Academy. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it is? Right, yeah. That's their mom. Okay, he's like, Eric. Eric mm-hmm. is like ashamed of it. He goes to visit her. She's been imprisoned in the oh. World Tree. Doyle shows up because like Eric's been like giving him a really hard time. He's just like, oh, you better be careful in like you know, our like realm because like they don't take kindly to your folk. And I'm like, you have a frost giant. You're acting like this is cool with you. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Um, but Doyle takes the high road. He's just like, your mom's enchantress. She's like, don't tell anyone. Like, right. I'll like do whatever. Right. And then mm-hmm. Emily shows up and Doyle like distracts her so that no one has to find out. Cool. I'm like, oh, you're actually, uh, you're a good kid. You're, it's fine. Cool. Yeah. 
Enchantress is like, yeah, but like that guy's trouble. Mm. He's a Dormammu. <laughs> right. Well, naturally, yeah. So it just it, it's silly, fun, lighthearted drama with heart and fun-looking art. Sweet. And like, there is a a panel in here between two characters, and I just <laughs> I love it so so much. Mm-hmm. It's just so adorable. Like, find someone who looks at you the way that she looks at Thoth. <laughs> so cute. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Jonathan Lee. Hey, guys. Always love your show. Speaking of Heroes Reborn, how do you feel about comics embracing everything good and bad about 90s to 2000s nostalgia? X-Men, Daredevil, Hulk are in the spotlight again. I don't know if it's necessarily because they're from the 2000s and 90s, but I will say there's some there's a suspicious correlation between the books of a period where the people who were that age are now the age of people who would work in the industry. So yeah, yeah. everything's cyclical, so you're gonna end up seeing that in terms of like embracing the good and the bad. Like I love the idea of embracing the good and learning from the bad, but mm-hmm. if you continue to make the same mistakes you made from the bad, then you're just you're gonna watch time just constantly repeat almost exactly the way that it did. Yeah. Instead of just like trying something else and being like, okay. I get where we're going with this and maybe there's something successful in there and trying to take something that was bad from a time period and like alter it to try to make it good. Maybe it won't be, but at least try. That's true. Uh, By the way, I should mention uh, apropos of, of comic pop returns. We, uh, we made a proclamation. We made like a promise that we we would, uh, we would, we would award two or we, I think it was one, but because we hit like over a thousand subscribers at the end of like the day or two, uh, which, by the way, thank you all so yes, much for making that you, happen. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, and continuing to make it happen. Uh, I wanted to also mention that we did pick two winners. So we're going we're, we're gonna to announce those at the end of the episode. I guess we'll announce them, and then we'll have to contact them separately, because they may not be here for the live. They might not. But, they, well, you know what they'll do? They'll have to... They're, they're the winners. They've been subscribed. When we uh, announce it, they'll be in the comments, and they I can comment. So. And if not, I'll just, I'll just reach out to them. I'll yeah. tag them in the and then, comments And then the if episode. not, then we'll try it again. That's right. Uh, Nick Smith, uh, Tiff, have you read the recent Spirits of Vengeance miniseries? It's sort of a fun relaunch of Midnight Suns, and Carnage looks great in the trailer. Yeah, he does look great. What do you think? Did you read any of Spirits of Vengeance? No, unless I did. We have that. Uh, we have that miniseries. We have that book. I don't think you read it yet. She's looking it up. Mm-hmm. From when? Oh, like f- three years ago. Well, because there's that other one I read. Mm-hmm. With what's her name? Satana in it? Yeah. That like yeah. nobody read? No, Lilith. Oh, yeah, no, I read that. Mm, there you go. No, no, no. I was talking about the other one. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Move, moving on. Philip Cross says, uh, uh, have you been reading the Marvel Voices books? Personally, I'm looking forward to the to the, to the Pride issue. No, I'm not reading any I of the I had the first one. Yeah, this one? Yeah. By, with the cover-up by Dan Mora? Yeah. Yeah, I read that. I read all of it. Mm-hmm. I almost did it on back issues. I know, I know. Oh. I thought, well, because see, that's, that's Satana. Mm-hmm. Or Satana? Yeah, it's Satana. If that's the one you're talking about, then yes. Uh, Ruben Manjarez <laughs> says, making up for my college acceptance celebration over the Comic Pop Returns comment section. Congratulations, and thank oh, you very much, man. Yay! Congrats, congrats! Uh, Again. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about some more books. Did you, uh, what else did you read? Uh, what, what do you got left? Two. Oh, okay, I have, I have, I have three. All right. Uh, I read Marauders this week. If you weren't reading Marauders, this was not the place to pick it up because this was a <laughs> clip show of an issue because they're trying to get to the Hellfire Gala. So if you like Storm and you want to watch all the characters from Marauders talk about their favorite time that they had an experience with Storm <laughs> and guess how many knives she has on her body. Not really. Well, then this is the issue not for you. <laughs> 
uh, because that's what happens in this. Oh, also, uh, Emma Frost ha- like gets a super awesome diamond and talks about like it's various. I don't know anything about diamonds, um, but like for Kitty Pride, and it's like shaped into like an X and it has a bullet on it. Cool. And like it's a gift. She's like, if you choose to give it away to someone, don't tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, but basically, I mean, like it's cute. It's just them like reminiscing about things we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how awesome. Storm is using prices of right rules mm. in terms of like the closest to the number of knives she has. Yeah. Without going without over. going over. Yeah. yeah. One. No. Well, I mean, like you, like, you would not have been closest because someone gets lower than that. Mm. Um, I won't tell you. You have to find out for yourself. It is kind of fun though because Callisto's there. Okay. And so, like, she like talks about like you know her moment. Yeah. And she's like, that her favorite, like, she's like, I've got a lot of good ones, but like, there's only one that matters. And it's literally when, like, Callisto was brought back and, like, it's Storm holding her hand together. And I was like, that's really sweet. Okay. That's nice. But again, this was clearly like a filler issue because this is supposed to be the eve before the Hellfire Gala. Gotcha. Um, And so we're just kind of like getting there. There's also a scene between Emma Frost and uh, Sebastian um, Shaw. Shaw. Like, not Stan. No, that's an actor. (laughs) I know. He's there too, why not? Yeah. He wants to go to the gala. He's like, can I get an invite? She's like, no. No. Only mutants. Or if you're Anthony Mackie, that'd be okay too. Yeah, that'd be all right. Um, But the fact is he's reminiscing over uh, Lord Chantel and how like he'd love to bring her back, but she died before Cerebro was a thing, and so there's no copy of her. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah, but also, like, Emma's like, yeah, things are about to change. B- right. Big oh. things are coming for, for mutant kind. That's okay. It. <laughs> okay, great. More changes. Neat. Well, I think it's just, you know, it's Emma being Emma. Like, yeah. You know, oh, it's big. Like, it's going to be like our debut. Right. Here we go. So that's what Marauders was. Okay. Um, Here, real quick, I'm going to talk about a book. Okay. Uh, I read Noctera number three from Scott Snyder and Terry S. Daniel. Tony S. Tony Daniel? S. Daniel. Yeah, I was thinking Terry Moore and I meant Tony Daniel. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's the third issue of an ongoing series about a dark future where it's literally dark. The world is dark. If you if you caught in the dark, you turn into a monster. Everybody's got fun, crazy names, and uh, it's about truckers and saving the world, uh, surviving the post-apocalypse. Okay. Uh, I will say that uh, the first issue was pretty okay. The second issue was yeah, all right, but the third issue. I think it finally, if you were like, I don't really know if I'm like in on this book or not, it'll click for you. Either like you'll be like, no, or you'll be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And I will say a big, just like kind of atmospheric recommendation. If you're going to read Noctera, you should read it at night. I know it's like at night, like every, it's like the big PM is what they call the, you know, the ever darkness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, I am an eight year old. I know the big BM. But uh, no, it's a, uh, but I, I will say, I don't know why, but like at night, the book felt like more atmospheric and it like, it, it worked. The characters were in like a cave and they're like these bioluminescent. Do they have a box of scraps? They do not. Well, they don't build Damn. anything. Although one of the characters does, but you know, they're, they're, they're for Don. Anyway, uh, I, I do recommend it. I recommend this series. If you haven't already checked it out, there's only three issues to check out okay. and they're pretty fun. So Noctera <laughs> number three. Um, cool. I also read the entire Legends of the Dark Knight series from Derek Robertson. Okay, how was it? It was pretty friggin' awful, I gotta tell you. That's um, a shame. 
This uh, this is an idea where it's like, okay, remember when Tiffany pitched Legends of the Dark Knight? Yeah. Miniseries with, uh, you know, hungry creators doing I, their own story arcs? I did. Yep. Well, this is it. Six issue mini written uh-huh. by Derek Robertson, okay. drawn by Derek Robertson. Yep. Uh, I think it's set like right after the Cataclysm or No Man's Land. Like it's, oh. it yeah, it's, it must be after No Man's Land. But the idea here is that like, you know, it's the it's after the, the, the earthquake and stuff. And like, that's kind of fun. Um, if you saw Penguin, Mr. Freeze, and Joker, those are three of the four villains, five villains that appear in this book. Uh, it's a whole arc. I read the whole damn thing. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Like, it's not good. The That's art's like fine. The art's fine. But for it being Robertson's like debut and, and having seen his work and other things, I'm kind of like, well, if you're writing and drawing this thing, this should be really your opus. Like you should be like swinging for the fences with the art in this book. And it's like, Oh, he's writing and drawing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, the writing is fine. It's not egregious, but it is fine. Okay. It's not great. Maybe that was like what they were able to do for the first one. Maybe the next will be a little stronger. Although I, I, I would so. say you probably should have kicked it off with something very strong. Yeah. Um, but maybe this is what was, I mean, not that it probably isn't enjoyable, but mm-hmm. like that maybe this is what was available. Yeah. It was, uh, it, yeah, but uh, it was, it, you know, around issue four, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and then I finally finished it and I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. He's trying a thing. It's funny. He, he tries to do a thing. He's like, oh, James Tynion the Fourth, and freaking everybody can invent Harley Quinns. I got a Harley Quinn for you. And he invents his own little Harley Quinn type character, and I'm like, and like no one cares. Here's a challenge to you, DC. Try to not make a character for like two months. No. <laughs> Just two months. It's two issues. But that's that's a hundred new characters we could be inventing. As long as James Tynion the Fourth works here. So, you know. But, I, you know, I, I recommend it only in as much as like, hey, it's a digital series. It's cheap. And if you like Derek Robinson's art, you're gonna like it, mm-hmm. uh, or you're gonna like the art. Uh, but it's it's just it's just not it's not great. You okay. know, it's, it's a weak outing, unfortunately. Mm. So what else did you read? Um, of course, I read Hellions, the other X book that came out this past week. Um, this wraps up the uh, sinister arcade sort of. Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember you talking about the, the Betsy and uh, they're all and trapped Conan. in things, you know, because of Mastermind. You know, arcade's got like that system where there's like a guy who's watching everything to let him know if it's yes. really happening, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, Betsy, not Betsy, uh, Quanan gets herself out of there because um, Crow shows up or Gray Crow shows up, and like they end up being able to break out essentially. At least she does. Okay. Um, and she you know, runs into Mastermind and then Mastermind just takes over Arcade because it turns out <laughs> that Mastermind and Sinister made their own plot, surprising no one, mm-hmm. um, to like, yeah, we'll fake, like, I'll, I'll fake get involved with this and like let Sinister be captured. And he's like, honestly, I don't know why you let them like go to town on my teeth because the entire time like Sinister's in this and he's like building the clone farm for Arcade. Yeah. He can't talk pro- like properly because he's missing his teeth because oh. Arcade like wrecked him. Okay. So our kid's like in his own little world right now because of Mastermind. Um, Mastermind has a, a daughter who was taken by Arcade and being held by the guy who's watching. Mm-hmm. So like that guy's only doing it because Arcade has his family. And like Mastermind's like, I control the guy who controls your family. Obviously, I can tell them to free them. Just let my like my kid yeah. go. Let's some like lets the kid go. Kid gets on the intercom. Mastermind's like, okay, cool. All right, baby, now kill him. Like mm. he uses her mind. 
gotcha. and like kills the guy. Oh. Needless to say, Sinister's like, no, like I thought that I was totally down for this because now I have a clone farm off of Krakoa and mm-hmm. Arcade will just run it for me whenever I need it. Right. And then I'll just keep it here and no one has to know about it. Like Chuck doesn't have to know about it and Eric doesn't have to know about it. And they're like, we'll just keep it a secret. And Silas's like, I'm so not down for that. And he's <laughs> like, but you're going to have to be if you want your daughter back, right? Bruh. Because like, I'm just going to move her cloning thing here. Yeah. So if you spill the beans about this, oh, I guess we'll just have to burn the facility down. Okay. So like Silas is completely under the thumb of sinister right right now which is pretty par for the course yeah and so like arcade not arcade mastermind is told by sinister to like convince all the other team yeah that they had a totally successful mission and they completely nailed it in fact we like cut to have it going like i feel like we totally nailed this guys (laughs) i don't know about you but i feel like we nailed this one we nailed it um and so he's like hey you know i you know just keep it to yourself right and so like she just and the book angrily. Oh. Um, and don't forget, they this book will be a part of the Hellfire Gala, but according to like the little description behind it or below it, that the Hellions were not invited to the gala. Oh. <laughs> so we'll see. But they're the only that. ones with the hell in the name. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah, it's, it's redundant. It's off brand and a mixed message. Get out of here. Fair enough. It's also, you know. Yeah. Them. It's also them. You don't want Wild Child at your party. Yeah. Them and Fallen Angels, they also can't come. Because that, that, that book, book got canceled. Over. Well, it didn't get canceled. It just kind of rolled it. Just it. it just stopped. And that's her story anyway. So yeah. now she's in this. And I, I like this very much. Works for um, me. But listen, Sinister's doing what Sinister does. There's part of that's thinking as we're like watching all of these things happen that like, I hope that Charles and Magneto are just relying on everyone to do exactly what they assume they would do. Well, they're doing whatever Moira tells them they did. Right, but I'm just saying like that they're just relying on the nature of these characters. Like, well, there's no way Sinister's not going to betray us and make right. a clone farm someplace else. And there's no way Apocalypse isn't going to have his own machination yes. someplace. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I feel I feel like there's like hopefully what they're doing. That yeah. It's just like they're going to do these things and it's going to be okay because we'll Because we know them. they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> because otherwise Charles is an idiot. Let's I will say, uh, did you hear about that uh, Magneto miniseries that's coming out? I didn't. Oh. Who's it by? Someone. I, I don't recall. That's okay. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. It's, Magne- it's the trial of Magneto. The trial of Magneto. Oh, Magneto, yeah, what'd that... you do? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh Miggy Saito says, uh, Hi, Comic Pop. Thank you for having back issues as a person who can't read comics because of my eye problems. It helps a lot. Oh. Well, thanks for being here. And I'm glad we could help out. Yeah. Uh, ben Wilson, my tagline pitch, Comic Pop Returns, the little house just got a little bit bigger. Oh, I like that. Thanks, like Ben. That. Not going to use it because I'm trying to get away from that t- from that name. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll use it internally. Yes. Uh, Luke in Claudius hearts. with a big bad uh, super chat. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you. Um, Mr. Roboto, one. Okay, yes, equal... Okay, yes, equal or better sequel Venom 2 looks good. Uh, we'll talk about the Venom 2 trailer in a little bit. We're going to make you wait. That's right. Um, I also saw that somebody tried to do a super chat, and I guess it didn't work out. Um, can't find it. Here we go. Luke uh, Claudius uh, basically asks about what you think that Hickman's new book's going to be. I don't know, but considering the fact that we already have an X team, I'm, I'm wondering if it isn't going to focus a little more on some of the internal stuff, mm. like maybe, maybe it'll be about no, like, like where is no place, no space. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, 
possibly. Mm-hmm. I am kind of just hoping to leave her yeah. for as long as possible without doing anything. Um, there's so many characters and teams, obviously, that he could focus on. Right. Um, it's kind of hard to, to get Guess. into Hickman's head. And like yeah. I have like simultaneously been trying to and not yet not because there's also something very enjoyable about this journey. Mm-hmm. I'm truly, truly enjoying it and and I'm willing to go wherever he does. I, I'm sure um whatever is going on with Legion. Yeah. And I and I have a feeling as we are going through the Hellfire Gala, perhaps it'll become more clear to us. Mm-hmm. But like part of me is like not ready. Like yeah. if he is starting to like wind cl- down or head towards the conclusion. Yeah, and like you know, like I'm not quite ready for it because I've just been enjoying this so so much, and who knows what will happen after he, you know, steps away and lets everyone else like come in and do whatever they want yeah. or potentially like restart everything. I don't know how I'll feel about it then. Yeah, but who my knows? theory, yeah, it's XSE. It's the Xavier's Secret Enforcers book. Oh. Remember Bishop running that really crappy team? Bishop's on the Marauders. I know, I know. Take them off the Marauders? Take them off the Marauders, make a new team, or just create a new team. you got plenty of X-Men to choose from. There you go. Storm yeah. might be leaving the Marauders. It's kind of how the book Makes indicated sense. that like maybe she's kind of done with them. Mm-hmm. Listen, you want Storm on there because she's an Omega Little Mutant, and she's a badass, and right. I like you know when she pops in, but for what Kitty's doing and how much like they've actually have helped mm-hmm. in the world. Like you don't really need her. Yeah. Nick Smith. I really enjoyed last venom though. I didn't though. I know most didn't, but from the looks of it feels more like a sequel. Uh, I'm excited for shriek. Yeah. We'll talk about that more in a little bit, but thank you very much for your opinions about, about venom Two. Jimmy Jonathan Lee. This may sound random, but I want to ask how come you see Damien as the disliked redundant character, but not Jason Todd. Isn't Jason the redundant one. Jason's the dead one. Uh, well, no, I and I and I think what Sal will probably say as I take the words literally out of his mm-hmm. mouth is like Damien is the redundant one in terms of the fact that like you've got Bruce Wayne who inevitably becomes an orphan. He has his adopted father, and then he in himself adopts like a son, and then adopts another son and another son, and then to have his actual. And son. Then it's like no, 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 but he's got a real one though, and it's yeah. like a real one. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like it, it's just like it's. I know it like. Obviously, someone who adopts and then possibly has like a, a child themselves loves their children just as much. But mm-hmm. like in terms of the way it's presented in the comics, it's like okay, but yeah. like you know, he he picked these these kids because he had like a kinship to them. Mm-hmm. Although you know, with with Tim, it was less of a pick and more of like a like he picked you. I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Giggles, really off topic. Did you just see the Canelo fight? I don't watch real people fight. No. Uh, I don't. I don't find it interesting or, or engaging. Uh, Mr. Roboto, Venom Trilogy, yes, no, maybe, I say maybe myself. No question they're going to make one. Uh, let's talk about more. I'm going to reference the uh, Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters number whatever prelude alpha book uh, from Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. Just a lot of titles. Yeah, this is the uh, this is what they're doing instead of Shadows of the Empire. This is the replacement for that. Um, I hated that. No, I'm kidding. I, I didn't read it, so I'm not going to say I hated it because I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't read it. Uh, I will say that it is, uh, you know, the idea of, yeah, I mean, you know, people, Boba Fett's got Han Solo, bounty hunters want him. You know, it's, so it's very similar to the last one, only totally different. Boba Fett. I know. Uh, so if you throw away you know, the baggage of shadows and how much people like that, particularly us, 
Uh, you just look at it as a book. Uh, Alright, it's just a book. McNiven draws a hell of a Boba Fett and a Star Wars universe, and it looks pretty cool. I'm very pleased with it. Um, th- and, and we open it with basically Boba Fett's heading towards Jabba, but he notices that there's like something wrong with the carbonite. They should have put him on Alien. Yes, McNiven should have drawn the Alien book. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's something wrong with the carbonite. Han Uh-oh. Solo's, like, you know, he might wake up or die. So Boba Fett takes him to a guy he knows on Narshada who uh, looks like Dexter Jexter because he's from one of those aliens. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like the leading expert on carbonite. He's like, yeah, you got to fix it. You owe me some money. Do me a favor, blah, blah, blah. You got to do a thing to get to a thing to do a thing. So do the thing, which is you got to fight. You gotta, you, there's, there's some fights happening on my planet. You got to fight this person who owes me some money or I owe money to, whatever. You got to kill this character. Okay. And Boba Fett's like, okay. So uh, paint my armor so people don't know that I'm Boba Fett. But like not with a permanent paint. No. No, no an impermanent paint that'll make me look <laughs> like a like a like like the noob cybot of Boba Fett. That is but that's that's what happens in in shadows. What do you mean? When Chewie like goes undercover and they yes. shave his head and they dye his fur yeah, so he that looks like, like, a, different he looks bounty like hunter. A, a bounty hunter. I know, I know. But Boba Fett does it instead to get into this like fighting arena. Um, by the way, a size noodles type character is the like ticket booth person. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. No, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Boba Fett is—he's the noob cybot Boba Fett who he says, "Call me Django," which what? I was like, "Oh, this is a perfect opportunity for him to be like, call me Jodo Cast." <laughs> Didn't do that. No. Anyway, so he wants—he calls himself after his father, makes himself sad. Fights the guys. It's awesome and bloody and cool. And Boba Fett fights this spider person and kills them and gets all this money. And then a bunch of jerks are like, hey, you owe us money. Uh, we're, we're jerks. We collect money from people who win money. So, like, do this thing for us and we'll let you keep his mo- keep the money. And he's like, no, you can just keep it. Fuck off. So then he leaves. He goes to Je- Dexter Jexter's brother or whatever. And that guy's already been killed and Han Solo has been kidnapped. And so Boba Fett's like, crap. Okay, apparently I'm not as great at this as I thought I was. I've never been that great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, but Jab is champing at the bit to get this, uh, to get this Boba, to get this Han Solo wall sculpture. And, uh, you know, Boba Fett's like, crap. <laughs> There's only so much weed we can give him. Yeah. Before Tuna's like, he's going to run out. He's going to run out. You gotta, he's going to run out get of frog weed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically, the, the, you know, Boba Fett's got to recover Han Solo okay. before Jabba finds out. All right. That's fine. It's fun. Like, that's it was like, very. It was a. It was a very innocuous well, issue. Well, seemingly right now, this could still kind of take place in between with shadows. If, if they don't run into any other characters, right? This is what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Except we did a whole thing. Oh yeah, no, they did. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that was also the War of the Bounty Hunters, where yeah. Bosk and Forlom and it's Zuckus and Dengar all team. Oh, down on not it's Dengar. All, it's all over. Yeah, but the other guys, they all team up to go steal it from him. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, uh, it's fun. It was a fun issue. I actually genuinely was like, oh, this is fun. It was a, it was a, t- it was page turner. Great looking art. Uh, Boba Fett is in character. And as long as you don't think of his voice, uh, it's super fun. So okay. I had no, I had no complaints about this. Uh, the only complaint I did have is that it's probably as long as 10 of swords. It's going to be like 23 parts or something like that. It's outrageous. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shadows of the Empire was a novel. Yeah. And the book series was like six issues. Yeah, but it didn't really get into it. No. It didn't get into it. Well, the idea was that the I, novel gets into it. The book, the comics show you the bounty hunter stuff. Right. The novels show you the Luke and Leia stuff. Yeah, but... The video game shows you the, the, the Dash Rendar listen, stuff. Listen, listen. 
I know everybody likes Mandalorian, so let's put a let's put Boba Fett on the cover, right? Get those Mandalorian dollars in here too. Yeah, yeah, Mandalorian credits. Get that Mando. Get that Beskar. <laughs> Boba Fett's like, I don't know what that is. Yes, you do. He mentions, he references it in the show. He's like, Yeah, you go Beskar. Oh, I'm Boba Fett now. Yeah. No, I know. I'm saying this Boba Fett's like, Yeah. What? 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 No, they actually reference Beskar in the book, too. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, what else we got? I read Green Lantern number two. Oh, no! What do you mean, oh, no? Nothing. Oh. I gotta tell you, though, guys, this is a $5 book. $5 book? $5 book. It's like a $5 shake. <laughs> except it's a book. This is pages in ink. It's $5. Um, it's $5. Um, it's written by Jeffrey Thorne with art by Dexter Store and Marco Santucci. Ooh. Um, this book's got everything. <laughs> it's got it all, friend. It's got it all, friend. Let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. It's got John Stewart, my man, right? Mm-hmm. There he is, right? He's talking to everybody because he's sad. Yeah. One of the Guardians died. Yeah. We're not, yeah. One of the Owens died. Oh, no. Because there was a dragon. They fight a dragon. Ooh. A dragon. You get to see it in this book. I'm sure you saw it in the first issue. I didn't read the first issue. I just grabbed this one because there was a dragon. Right. They fight magic people. One of them's a dragon, right? Sweet. Different dragon? I don't know. It's just a dragon. They just, they just, John's like, by the way, here's a couple things that happened. We were going to join the United Planets, right? Which yeah. I'm like, it's dupe. No. Um. I guess that, that thing. It's like the Federation. Yeah. That thing that John started with the Legion or whatever. Gonna jo- they're going to join the United Planets, mm-hmm. which is like a bunch of other folk. Yeah. The the core was going to join. Uh-huh. They got attacked by some magic people. So John's like, first of all, we're going to do that. Second of all, we got attacked by a dragon. Let's go back. Let's look at that. Look yeah. At that. I'm like, yeah, that'd be oh, cool. Okay, cool. I got to see them fight a dragon. Neat. So then he's like, but not everybody made it. One of the Owens died. Oh, no. Was it Ganthet? Uh, I, I... Did he have a ponytail? Uh, it's impossible to tell because <laughs> in this in this scene... That's fair. Like... Or well, whatever they, what it's, are they? It's the reflection, like it's a, it's a memory of one of them, like one of the other guardians, being like, you know, my brother is dead. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Who cares? Duh. Anyway, regardless, like they have a funeral, um, and uh, Kilowog and the other human lanterns carry the body where they needed to. They shoot it into the core mm-hmm. because. There's a lot of... Like emphasis on the battery? There's a lot of emphasis on the fact that this book needed to be a little bit longer, and so it seems like they really wanted to go into what death is the meaning of, and like for it's like, for people who are like, you know... Who can't die, or... Primate-based life forms, mammals, like, you, you intern your death, in, or your, your dead into the ground, because it's like, you realize that, like, you're made of the same stuff as something that's... Whatever. Then we go into that for a bit, uh-huh. and then it's like, and we shoot him into the into the core. Okay. We turn him to that. Right. There, and it's like, all right, cool. Now that that's over, um, so we successfully joined the United Planets. Oh, okay, they did that. Yeah, we did that. So because of that, though, they're kind of upset at the core's power and like far-reaching reach. Okay, influence. You might say influence, and so we're gonna need to go ahead and uh, reduce the amount of sectors we're guarding. Oh, what? But you're, by, like, in charge of everything. By a third. Wh- what? Uh, we're going to do it right now. Why? What? So, like, everybody, you're getting new assignments. I know we're just at a funeral, but no time. It's like in Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old Emperor's out. Just start painting Easter's face on everything. Okay. And um, essentially, they're like, 
okay. So all the guardians are hearing the rings go like, hey, you've been like sector whatever, you're out. Yeah. Sector this, it's, it's over. You reassigned. Mm-hmm. Outriders, quest, mm. crux, this, crux, okay. that, Jordan, crux, earth. I'm like, isn't this a bad John Stewart? <laughs> well, he's getting rid of Jordan. The idea uh, this guy hates jo- Hal Jordan. Well, jo- Hal Jordan's back on Earth doing his thing. Right, go over there. You, you, you just go over there. You do whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody's real mad. Uh, guy Gardner becomes a, 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 an outrider. Mm-hmm. Um, Kilowog's quest. Like, Stuart's like, all right, I'm going to have to go talk to everybody about this. So he goes talks to the Owens. The Owens are like, what? He's like... Could you have picked a worse time to do this yeah. and a worse way to do it? And they're like, "Why? It had to happen. What would delaying have, have changed?" Uh huh. It was. I mean, it was going to happen. Yeah. So we just we like ripped the bandaid off. What do you want? Hmm. And they're like, "Listen, man. Like you are like similar to us. We we kind of said that we have a connection, right? Like okay. And he's like, okay. And they're like. He's like, but like you took all the human lanterns and you put them like you're moving them away from their home. Right. Yeah. Like to completely different planets. Yeah, that's so what like, we do. We don't care. And like, and this is where they're like, okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are crux worlds. Okay. What What does that mean? And there were there were seven crux worlds. Um, oh, wait, is it? Yes, there are seven crux worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we got to protect like, like the five that are there, mm-hmm. right? And also, like, the fact is, it's like, I think they mentioned, uh, oh, they mentioned that Earth is a crux, it's a crux of heroes. And it's like, when the new gods fade away, Earth will become the fifth world. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's looking up at, like, the the display they've got going on, and he's like, yeah, but there's, like, there's only five worlds. You said there were seven. He's like, oh, right, yeah, um, about that. So we failed to protect Krypton. We we totally blew it on that one. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to lie. We we messed Why up. Why are we talking about that? But you, because hey, we're we're, we're reading about John Stewart, so you know it's going to be brought up. Oh, Zan Shi, yeah. Yeah, you failed to protect that one. Uh huh. That's why we're connected. We both messed up. Oh, cool. And like because of that, like other gar- like other heroes from Earth were like created, and that's why like listen, why are there so many Green Lantern rings? Yeah. That have like come and selected guardians from earth in like the span of one human lifetime. Yeah. Why? Because we're the crux of heroes. Okay. And so like it produced extra heroes to go protect those crux worlds. So that's why they're going to go do that. You go, you go, you go do that. Okay. Maybe we'll read about you. I don't know. Right. You go maybe take care of that. Mm hmm. We're going to send you John Stewart on a crazy voyage to the dark sector. Mm hmm. He's like, oh, like by myself. And they're like, oh, John Stewart, you silly boy. You're never alone. And then you see all these like lanterns. All the ones that got like quest accepted. Yes. They're going with him. They're like a thousand lanterns. Oh, wow. He's like a thousand. They're like a thousand and one. If you say yes, John. Right. You say yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, you already knew I was going to say yes, didn't you? Right. So they all they use their green lantern powers and they make a ship. And I'm like, I feel like I still want a ship. Yeah. Because if we start losing lanterns... Or concentration, it'll fall apart. Yeah, no. Could we have, like, a real ship? Mm-hmm. Maybe? No. But, like, you're going to need the power of that many lanterns to cross into the dark sector. Cool. And they get on board. Remember Teen Lantern? Yeah, she's there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, this is a really, honestly, well-written scene where it's, like, John talking to a kid. Mm. And he's just like, 
So you can't come with me, obviously. But like, they still need to look at your gloves. She's like, they're gauntlets. Fine. They need to look at your gauntlets. She's like, they can't take them off. He's like, they're not going to take them off. Uh -huh. They just need to look at them. Okay. okay. You have to let them look at you. And like, Simon's going to stay with you and make sure you get back to Earth. But then he like kneels down and he's like, but listen to me. Simon's kind of a hothead. It's like, while he's, he's watching over you, I need you to keep an eye on him. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just so sweet. He's like giving her a reason to yeah. like follow like what he needs. Yes. And I was like, cute, adorable. Right. So then like the ship takes off, right? And like this other being comes down and is like, hey, let's do whatever, right? And then the power battery explodes. Yeah. I saw them destroy the power battery. The power battery is destroyed every so often. Like every every new continuity, they destroy the power battery. Right. So. Oh no. Right. Oh no. I, I I assume it was whatever they shot. So it's so we're setting up the Green Lanterns of the far of, of of future state. Right. Where they can't use their rings, but it's still a space story. Yeah, and Far Sector shows up. Uh huh. And like finds Teen Lantern and Simon, and like everybody's sad. Okay. But yeah. I'm like, so they, we're setting up. They the all got state. in that ship. Yeah, so did the shirt, did the ship fall apart? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I don't care. But, like, like a lot of things happened. I actually, like, it was compellingly written. Yes. And, like, I really enjoyed John's voice. Because cool. it changed. Like, he's talking to them. He's like, I, you little blue guys, what right. does the matter with you? He's, like, delivering, like, his news to the core. And he's, like, solemn. And he's a leader. He's talking to Teen Lantern. He's talking to a kid. Right. It actually, I was like, this is really, I, I enjoyed That's the well way done. it's written. Well done, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the magic. Yeah, that's fine. There was a dragon. Right, cool. I don't know, but again, this is a $5 book, guys, so it's up to you whether or not you are going to want to read this. You are getting a lot of green lanterns for your buck, although right now, no power battery. Yeah, just like in Future State. But Teen like Lantern could still utilize... Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Her gauntlets. And Far Sector still mm -hmm. had. So, it's yeah. Like, d d d mysteries abound. Yes. There you go. Okay. Um, so I, I just reread. I read that. I very rarely do we get a chance to talk about Green Lantern. That's and I true. was like, I was like, you know what? I said I wanted to read this. It's five dollars though. Yeah. I read it anyway. Uh, Teddy Lee, so amped. I caught you guys live. Thanks, Teddy. Uh, awesome I'm sauce. Here too. <laughs> uh, side, <laughs> Tiffany, can you do more stories like the one where the people were sucked into <laughs> people shaped holes? Well, we did do, if you didn't catch it, we did a GVU. Um, back in October-ish. I'm not sure if it came out in October or November by the time we got to it. Finally October, coming yeah. out of GBU, where I had the guys read three uh, Junji Ito stories, talk about them, and pick which was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. kind of the closest we got to doing another Ito-style story. Yep. Um, but you could go check that out right after the show. Yeah. Uh, Ali Elziati says, Tiffany, what is the symbol on your sweater? It's a, it, it, all right, technically it's a t-shirt, first of all. Yep. Um, but it's the uh, Vishanti window nice. in the Sanctum. Exactly. Uh, Elliot Troy, Barry Windsor Smith's Monsters was released this last week. I won't. Uh, I won it during a raffle oh, at no. my local comic book store. Feels like Stephen King plus some crazy Nazi program. Seriously, like, I, I, first of all, I would like to pick this up. I have. We didn't get a chance to get to a comic book store this weekend, but I'd like to do that. Um, it's really funny. We were literally just talking about this and this writer. Yep. Because Sal Sal want, went on a like wizard quest mm -hmm. by accident and literally was just talking about this and how like it's synchronicities like this that make you think that like I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I was gonna say it's it's a, such an amazing feeling to win something in like a raffle of like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's very rarely ever happened for me, but like it makes it so special. Yeah. So, like, treasure that. You'll never forget that. 
If you hang on to that book, you'll never forget. Like, oh, I won this. Right? Oh, this is cool. Yeah. And to enjoy it on top of it, even better. Yeah. Mr. Roboto, Carbonite as a cheap way to travel, maybe? Uh, maybe? Yes, stack them up. Yeah, right? That's how uh, the Mandalorian does it sometimes. That would be insane because you know you'd have a story there where somebody got forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Oops. <laughs> uh, also, I want to talk about Heroes Reborn. Uh, Heroes Reborn number this. one from Jason Aaron and... Uh, uh, what the hell? Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis, thank you. Uh, so yeah, this is a continuation of, of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. It spins right out of that. It's supposed to feel exactly like a continuation of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I gotta tell you, like, um, this cover scheme sucks. This is horrible. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It's they're, horrible they're... because of a few things. Let me tell you why. Number one, uh, Lineal U's art is so tonally different from the look of this book. Oh, for sure. Like, it is a, it is a bait and switch. That yeah. is number one. Number two, the Civil War-esque evocative cover scheme of mm-hmm. we're only going to give you a, like two-thirds of your cover, the other cover is a gradient as opposed to white. Well, I, I have a feeling, too, that's not only like related to Civil War, but also related to the fact that like currently, obviously, X-Men's been doing its own thing in terms of like look and graphic design with yes. a big emphasis on that design. And mm-hmm. so like maybe they felt like in order to have it have more gravitas that they needed to do something they like this. They needed to this. do something, yeah, bombastic. But like what they ended up doing was looking like a, der- a derivation of something else that they did that was bigger. Sure. Um, so... That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, you called your event a thing from the 90s mm-hmm. that like is generally reviewed as terrible. So you, right, got a, right. you got an uphill battle by naming your thing after something that sucks. Um, so it's just very interesting, this juxtaposition of like incongruent art. Yeah, and, and then you have like a, you've, you have the look of Civil War and the name of another thing. Mm. And they're all working in contrast to each other because none of those things are what you're looking at in this book. And it's a continuation of Jason Aaron's Avengers, which I think is one of the worst Avengers runs of the 20 of 20 years. Right, right, right. At least 20 years. It hasn't been this bad. Uh, so, but, but like, you know what? I was willing to give this a shot because I dropped the book. Yeah. You know, I was like, I, I can't read this shit anymore. And so I stopped reading Avengers. And... I wanted to see like what this event was going to be because events are created differently. You know, it's not quite the same thing as, you know, unless it's Bendis and then it's like, Oh, it's just <laughs> your event is just a longer version of the thing you were just doing. Um, but here we go. And the idea here is while you slept, the world changed. Hey, that's a thing that Marvel likes to do, what? Uh, but only blade remembers because, because blade is super important in this, in this run. So does he take a bloodbath? No. He does not. I read no, it, sadly, no blood wrath. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, but Blade is really important, and he's the Wolverine of this House of M reference because House of M, of course, everything's changed, the world's different. But one character remembers, yeah, and that character's got to make everybody else remember. Boy, I remember that being a thing. You did that too. Oh, okay, we're gonna do that too. Uh, so then Blade takes a greatest hits tour. Well, let's take a look at some characters, my Avengers, like. Like Ghost Rider. Nope, he's not Ghost Rider. Coulson, he's a jerk because he's the Maxwell Lord of the Marvel Universe what? now. Yeah. Clearly, he's in charge of this whole thing because the Squadron Supreme is the uh, is the Avengers of the Marvel Universe. And the idea is, it's and I'm like, I wish this were because it, it's 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 tonally, I think it is this premise, but I wish they'd really leaned into it. Which is, what would happen if DC took over the Marvel Universe? Right. Because I think that. That pitch is so solid and so fun because it just it, it highlights the differences between between the two companies, 
and also like gets to have your cake and eat it too where you're like mm-hmm. and also it would be terrible like you wouldn't like it you know you don't come to you don't come to marvel for dc and i love that, but like they can't say that so they're just gonna do that yeah and, and, and call it something totally else mm-hmm. uh you know and then they show you like what would the world be like so the idea here is that it all kind of fades from one point right right Captain America was not revived and as such there's no Avengers even though Tony Stark and the rest of them created the Avengers. But like never mind that because who cares. Uh but we we int- were introduced to who the who the the Justice League is in charge. The Squadron Supreme mm-hmm. and uh you know and some of these heroes or vil- some of these villains have their own heroes. Hyperion, the Superman, he is the he's the main his nemesis is Doctor Doom. Right, which I love at first. It's like Doctor Doom is just Doom. Just you see Doom. like hybridized characters, and he does end up doing it, but like in a way that's actually very connected to his own character, yes. which I know Aaron knows. Right, because of what he uses, I know Aaron knows this. Yep. So fine. Yeah, but Doom grabs the crystal of Ciderac because there was no, I don't know, X Men or something, and he becomes. Dr. Juggernaut, which is a horrible name. It's terrible. And is so stupid looking. And I know that they wanted Ed McGinnis because Ed McGinnis draws big, bombastic, silly stuff. And he also drew Public Enemies, which was a big Superman Batman book. And it makes you think of DC and stuff like that, too. Uh, but he also drew the uh, the Aaron first run. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're thinking of Marvel, but you're also thinking DC. So look at that. Isn't that cool? And it's just like, if you hated that idea, then you hate this, which I do. Um, but we introduced it to the team and like, look at everybody doing their thing, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. I'm not even going to go into it. But like, you know, we see all the different characters, Dr. Spectrum and Nighthawk and everybody and what they're up to. And, uh, you know, some of these characters, they like aren't amalgams or unmade like Tony Stark. He's still weapons no, manufacturer. Only the villains are. Right. Well, Tony Stark's still around. No, no. Oh, only, like, the only the villains are merged. Are... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like Silver Witch and it's um, Black Skull. Yes. Like. Right, what? Um, and, uh, and and all Gog. And the old Gog. <sighs> and, and Thanos. Yeah. Who just... In his big vampire teeth. I guess he's like, it's like the Mandarin and Thanos. Yeah, that's my got, guess. He's got the infinity rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Blade tries to wake up Thor. Thor's in a, in a drunken stupor. He doesn't, like, care... Uh, but it turns out that his like big horn of mead is actually. Uh, but like, he doesn't seem to know. He it. doesn't know, what? but it's Mjolnir in disguise. He's what? like, I don't understand. How can I drink and drink and drink and still be totally ripped? Yeah. What? Oh, because it's all fake. <laughs> um. So anyway, Blade is Blade uses his own bloodhound senses and just goes and finds. He goes. Captain he America. breaks into the Pentagon. Yep. He breaks into the Pentagon. Well, he he says he needs like a map, but he then needs coordinates. He needs coordinates, and then he goes and he and he basically he's gonna revive Captain America. Yeah. And that's gonna be a fun idea. And that's a neat idea. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um i couldn't care less about this so i you know what's funny is like i had that same feeling because like for me i'm kind of out on this for right now but because i'm gonna be reading the hellfire gala and yes. so like i'm not gonna be buying another event at the same time no. however i recognize that not everybody's all in on x-men and so this actually gives people something else going on it's like oh this is kind of like something big for me yes so i kind of get it but personally I want the other thing. Like I'm looking right. forward to towards the gala. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I'm all in fashion right. and fabulousness. How did the the this affect the X Men? See, that's the other thing that like I can't write myself with. But we actually don't know what the reality is to this. Like, we maybe don't. It's not a change reality. Maybe it's something very specific to Blade. Maybe it's like the Ages of Shield episodes where they were in like that. Oh, fake they're world. the grid. Yeah. You put Coulson in there, I can't help but think that. Right. Um, so, like, I'm not going to say that it's, like, messing up anything because I don't know what the outcome of this is going to be and how they came to be 
in the beginning of the story, obviously, but like I'm I'm in on the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, that's what I want. Right, of course. <laughs> and I don't want this. Uh, and, and it's just kind of like <sighs> it's also funny because it's like in a time of people desperately wanting Marvel and DC to cross over. They're like, hey, I'm going to do no. this story where it is kind of like that, except it's all Marvel characters. It's all because we, we don't share a penny. Yeah. And like, like, stop. And I, listen, like, I get it. And I get the idea of using the squadron and kind of like, sure. pan, kind of taking the piss out of the, out of the competition. And that's fine. It's just, I just couldn't, like, I don't know what it is. It's, still, it's so funny. It's like, this book could literally come with an extra $5, like just in the back cover. And I'd still think this sucks. Like, I, because... And I think it's just tonally speaking, I don't care. The characters involved, I couldn't care less. The idea behind it, I've I, seen it a thousand times. I do I like the don't idea care. of giving Blade something to do. I don't. I like I I'm I'm okay with that. I, I mean like I get Blade. I'm not a vampire guy. Mm. I don't care about Blade. If you're gonna do Blade Give a blade a give blade a book and you know have him fight vampires. But like making Blade an Avenger, making him give a shit about that, making Blade the the key to all this, just don't care. Well, I mean, none I, of this is interesting to me. I, maybe what it will do is like make people want to read other Blade books because honestly, I don't know how well a Blade book would sell right now without a property behind it. Yeah. So at least you're putting him at the forefront of something and hopefully getting some like more interest in him as a character, just in general. Yeah. And look, good luck finding a Blade book. Like good luck finding one, because they're all out of print, <laughs> and uh, you know they're they'll be very cheap if you do find one. By the way, but you know, like, if you want to get like an entire run of blade, you can get them for probably like a buck a piece or less in a long box somewhere. Right. Yeah. But like, goddamn, it's just nothing about this is exciting, mm. and it's like weird and like it's it's seemingly like disingenuous. Like the cover for me, I'm like. If the cover for me, it was it was legitimately. I was like, oh, maybe they're doing something a little different than what they're doing. Like because Aaron has done good stuff, and I like some of Aaron's work. Yeah, and it's just I I I just hate it. All I want for him right now is for him to be off the Avengers and just do King Conan. Right, like that's all I could ask of right now because I I know he can write Conan and and I think he did a really good job. And I'm just hoping he doesn't come off of this bitter. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, yeah. I hope he doesn't Spencer this up. And feel super bitter and just be really rude to everybody. Uh, <laughs> but I expect, uh, I expect not. I think Aaron's pretty like, I, I mean, like, listen, Aaron has done like a run on Avengers that dovetails into an event. Mm -hmm. And no one, uh, like, a, no one has been shy about their opinions about his run. Mm -hmm. And it's only gotten more, like, more, I, 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 I'm getting less resistance every time I talk about how much I don't like this run. Like each time we get, it's like Tom King's run on Batman, where I'm like, this run sucks. People are like, are you friggin' are you? like, no, he is not. He did, no, no, this run is amazing. And it, as it kept going, people were like, okay, yeah, no, this actually does kind of suck. And like with Aaron's run, it's the same thing, where it's like, hey, you know what? Like, actually, I really hate this. Mm. You were right. You were right to you know, all the things you've complained about in the first volume are ever present in every single volume, only more and louder. Okay. This no, I mean, like, I, I write it, and, like, I was, like, just, again, for me, I'm, like, I'm already committed to an event. Yeah. I can't do two. Right, but you would if you loved it. If, I, this, if this hooked you, you'd be yes. like, okay, I guess I gotta read this. Yes. But it's just, it's it not. Did, it didn't it is hook un, me. It is not gripping. And it's not even like Heroes Reborn. Like, that's the thing, is it not that I care, well, not that like, I want it to be, but it's, like, it doesn't even, it's, it's just in name only. You don't know what Captain America's gonna look like when they take him out of the ice. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll, he'll be, rid be ridiculously barrel-chested. Yeah, he or, could. 
have tiny feet. You right? don't know. That's true. Because it's not like anyone's calling Rob Liefeld to do literally anything. So they could have called him in to draw just the Captain America scenes. No. Sorry. No. Uh, so Sean Caldwell says, uh, hey guys, Elseworlds pitch. Batman is finally pushed to becoming the new racial. Cool turmoil in the family when he tries to reform the assassins. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd read that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they have to bring back the book, of course. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, no, no, I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Elseworlds. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. No, the book, not the, like, not the show. I was thinking of the show. So yeah, what do you, uh, you know, what else, anything else that you read before we talk about Venom 2? No. Okay. Uh, we, saw the, we saw the Venom 2 trailer, so we're going to talk about Venom 2 uh, before we give recommendations for books that are coming out that we think you should pick up. Yeah. Uh, Venom 2, directed by Andy Serkis. What? Yeah, did you know? Gollum directed it? The master of Golluming has a Gollum character? Well then, like, maybe if anyone is wearing a mocap suit, he'll actually really be able to give them some tips. That's the thing, like, yeah. the guy has been in a mocap suit for most of his career, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I was like, wait, they made a vent. <laughs> yeah, no, that trailer just... Doing well, that trailer it. came out of nowhere. I knew they were making it. I didn't realize that the release was going to be this year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean... Hey, I'm happy for fans of it. Yeah, I really am because it's like you, you, you folks wanted it. You're passionate about it. You, you, you dug it. You weren't bullies about it, right? Well, and, and the movie you. made a billion dollars. Yeah, so they it's were like gonna do it. They no were gonna make what. one, and uh, you know, yeah, and of course, it's Carnage, yeah. worst title in history. Let there be Carnage. Uh, you could have called it Absolute Carnage, Maximum Carnage, Carnage Unleashed. Went with, went, like, went with creativity. Good for you, Sony. I like Carnage Unleashed. I think that's a good one because yeah. it's like, oh, here he comes. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. nope. Nope. Instead, uh, let there be carnage. Let there be a terrible title. But um, yeah, I think that the thing is, we saw Venom uh, a couple years after it came out, and yeah. we saw it, you know, in our homes. And I will say that um, it's not very good, the movie, uh, and uh, it's very silly. But the things that work are Venom, like everything else. Carlton Drake, uh, you know, his wife or girlfriend, everything. The bad guy, the Life Foundation, all the stuff. Riot. Right. None of it worked. It was all it was all silly and boring. I know I watched The this. Symbiotes Girl. Yeah. She's stupid. Who cares? Yeah. But everything where Tom Hardy's talking to himself, jumping into fish tanks, eating lobsters, uh, or, or being Venom. Like, everyone agrees. Like, Tom Hardy talking to himself? Yes. That's all they're there for. Uh, seeing Venom be Venom? Yes. Again. That's all I want to see. That's all anybody wanted to see. Uh, I think they were like, that's it. That's what works. Okay. Tom Hardy talking to himself and Venom. So yep. if we make like a third of this movie, Tom Hardy talking to himself and the rest of the, and, and two thirds of it, uh, Carnage and Venom punching each other. I think we got ourselves a hit. Right. And it's like, listen, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Everyone's going to go see it. Well, not everyone. No. People who want to see it are going to go see it. Yep. Um, only in theaters. Only in theaters. Uh, I, I, I know I literally, I didn't watch the trailer. I saw it came out and then you're like, you have to watch it before we should have called it Carnage rules. <laughs> i'm sorry that like captures the imagination card it's stopping to write that um yeah um but i didn't like i know it's not for me no i understand that and i i'm no, not for fans of venom i'm not upset like about that like it's not for me not everything's supposed to be for every single person out there nope. it's not all like nope. made up on an individual level right yeah. like this isn't my own personal reality where no. they somehow actually made a really good Silent Hill movie and Bioshock just, yeah, it's great. Um, but that's, that's fine. Like, 
I don't, I don't care. No, I couldn't care less. <laughs> but uh, I will say that, like, it looks like they're like, okay, it's going to be a mix of humor and, and and waiting for Woody Harrelson to become Carnage. Because, like, there's also a plot, and you could tell from the Daily Bugle cover, like, because, oh, there's also the Daily Bugle, which is confusing as shit, because, like, you know, people are talking about the Venomverse and whether, like, whether, you know, Tom Holland's going to be in it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, obviously Morbius is in this universe and uh, you know, Vulture is going to be in Morbius. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man is thought to be a murderer in the Morbius movie because of the trailer. So obviously it does come from the MCU Spider-Man movies, except that in the MCU, the Daily Bugle is a Alex Jones YouTube channel. And in the mo- in the trailer for Venom 2, the Daily Bugle is a straight up mo- newspaper. Yeah, I I thought I I saw an article title. I didn't get a chance to actually click into it to see, but that they're like it's not part of the MCU, but they make a nod to it. Right, it can't be, uh, and um, I'm okay with that. And actually, it would be really fun if it was like not if it was like in the Raimi trilogy. Right, and but what what makes it rough there though is that now you've done Venom over here, right? And you've done a Venom without a Spider Man, yeah, and, and like. I'm one of those people, and I think you are as well, that like a Venom without a Spider-Man doesn't have as much gravitas. It doesn't have as much weight to it. And I would have rather have seen a Venom with a Spider-Man introduction yeah. because it, it gives a little more depth, I feel like, to the character. Because, you know, having a, a symbiote that like is in love with like Peter Parker and Spider-Man who then inevitably leaves them and then like joins up with another maybe we don't have to do the villain thing all right it's fine like we don't need to do the villain thing if you want to just go leave yeah, the protector go right, fine mm-hmm. but like that character actually has growth then yes because it's like they were enamored with this maybe weren't doing the right thing went over here and found their own path yes kind of cool right in this it's like well why will he hate spider-man he'll probably have to fight it'll be like punisher fighting spider-man where it's like I heard you're a villain, so I guess I'll attack you. You know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, also, how does it connect? It, like, does it make any sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really care uh, because I don't like. I'm not interested in any of that. But you will get a sequence of injections with green goo. I can't wait. Green goo injection. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be like a high tech in universe version of the lethal injection. Uh, anyway. It looks it looks very silly and it looks like it's actually like embracing what people liked about the first one sure. and leaving behind all the like we have to make a movie stuff. <laughs> Cuz like that's what the first one is. The first one is like we have to have a villain, we have to have this turn, there has to be, there has to be a structure to it where it does this and that and it's like it's so by the it's very paint by numbers Venom 1 is. Mm-hmm. Venom 2 could just be just whatever cuz Andy Serkis directing it. How many freaking movies has Andy Serkis directed? You know, and, and and why do we direct? Why do we get him to direct it? I we got him to direct it because he knows how to do mocap stuff, yeah, 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 and because he probably really, really, really wanted to be a director. So, you know, he gets to do his first movie, which will make a billion dollars, and also everyone gets to have a good time just watching Eddie Brock, uh, Tom Hardy just fuck around for an hour and a half, plus Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. as Carnage, which is like saying he's as anything because it'll just be Woody Harrelson until they replace him with the CG model that does all the stuff that you want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, looks looks silly. Yeah. Like I, I I'm so on board uh, for that being what it is for them leaning into it and just going for it. Just go go do your own thing. I do feel like honestly because like when you're passionate about a character, mm-hmm. as a, I, I know we all are. We all have our passions for characters, right? And yeah. and so it's like 
especially when there's different like takes and different you know people who enjoy a character for different reasons like so there are some people who are fans of, of venom and they're like they're loving this right? yeah and i'm feeling there are other fans of venom who are like this isn't the venom i wanted yeah but like this is what you're getting and i i kind of i feel for you guys yeah sure like a hundred percent because it's just like you wanted this and then they took it and they were like i'm gonna go that route right yeah and like now there's almost no way to do the other thing that's right that's right. And like that sucks. I'm, I'm and I do like I feel badly. But I do fully expect there to be a Thanos esque ending with Null in it, like a post credit. You think they're gonna race. do Null? Why not? Ugh. Why not? Planet of the Symbiotes. <laughs> that's part three. Null. That's their Thanos. Build to it. Why not? Especially if like they're not gonna use Peter Parker. <laughs> uh, critic clips. Batman or Spider Man villains? Batman villains. I like Spider Man villains, but you know. I think Spider-Man's a close second to Batman villains. Yeah. Uh, Marley Talbot. IGN did a video on how Venom doesn't need Spider-Man and watching it, all I could think was uh, how it absolutely does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't. Like, for me, I'm like, go ahead. Like, I loved Venom as a Spider-Man villain as a kid. Yeah. And I uh, read Venom solo series where he was a lethal protector. Yeah. And I got to tell you, most of those books are garbage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... If, but I but none of my favorite Spider-Man stories have Venom in them. No, well, I mean, so like, for me, I'm like, go for it. Go make as many Venom movies as you want. As long as you don't mess with what I'm watching. Yeah. Then I say go for it. Yeah. Carnage. Put Phage in there. Put Riot, Lasher, Agony, Scream, Shriek. All, all of them. Hell, you know what? You want to put Spider-Man in there? How about this? Make a clone. Make it a doppelganger. Throw that in there. Get Demo Goblin involved. Why not? How about Carrion and uh, Vermin whoa, and everybody? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not going too much of the, like Demo Goblins here because that's kind of going more Let's towards- go Ghost Rider. Yeah, get- no. Then you can have Ghost Rider. No, you stay, you stay away from him. Yeah. But at least Ghost Rider You know alone. Sony had the Ghost Rider license. That's, they made two terrible Ghost Rider movies. <laughs> no, um, but uh But, you know, this would have been their opportunity. They could have done Spirits of Venom. I that would have been amazing. No, it's just it's just so funny because it's like it it just you know Venom the, the you know the symbiote started as like essentially it was a costume it wasn't anything yep you know and yep. then it, and then it became something but like intrinsically how, where did it come from it came because it went with Spider Man yes it took on the look because of Spider Man yes you know it it's. It inevitably, you know, was a villain for him because of it, it, Spider-Man's rejection. Yeah. You know? I know. Anyway, you know that, though. Yeah. You're comic book readers. Joe Zilla says, <laughs> with Hardy playing it muttery and crazy, the trailer gives off the same vibe as a goofier parts of the Max. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of the Max. I think I'd be okay with Tom Hardy playing <laughs> the Max now that I'm hearing, like, his, his oh, geez, my God, I'm going to make breakfast for me, Venom. Um but yeah, uh, anyway, let's talk about some recommendations. Let's do it. Can you take it away? Me? Where is it? It's right in front of you. <laughs> I know I have the mouse. <laughs> oh, where is it? Where's the mouse? Uh, X Factor 9 is coming out. Um, X Factor 9. You see what it says back there? No. It says Mojoverse. Oh, no. I'm just telling you that that's coming out. There's three um, X-Men books that are coming out this week. X Factor, Children of the Atom, number three. Um, an X Corp number one. This is written by Teeny Howard, uh, with art by Alberto Foce. Foce. Uh, I love this cover. Yeah, I I love this cover so so much. Looking forward to checking this out mm -hmm. for sure. I, I no idea, but it's part of the the new like stuff that's coming out. So I'm um I'm, I'm jazzed. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, by the way, I should point out apparently X Factor might be canceled. 
X Factor has like gone on hiatus before, in particular that book. Mm-hmm. It, it went away and then it came back. Or X-Force, um, I don't remember which one. But the fact is, it's like don't forget, like we're literally about to launch into an event right. called the Hellfire Gala, and so who knows what will happen after that? Yep. Um, in terms of like teams restructuring, since mm-hmm. other books are now coming in. Yes. Uh, so we might see some of the books being leaned off, and like newer books coming into to tell other stories of Krakoa in this Hickman run on on X-Men. Yeah. Uh well, changing over from that, but his his grand scheme. Yes. Um I also want to give a shout out um to a book, a 100-page book. It's a $10 book, guys, but it's a 100-page book so you know you're getting a lot of stories in there. It's the DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian Superhero Celebration. Um remember we talked about how Bernard Chang had been working on uh, Children of the Adam. I think he took a hiatus or a break or was off the book entirely to go work on this. Yep. Um, but you're going to be getting uh, Greg Pak and Amy Chu and Ram V uh, and Bernard Chang and uh, Francis Manipal. Uh Jim Lee is doing some covers in here as well. Uh, I believe Stanley Liao, I, is, is that art germ? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Regardless, you're going to be getting a whole lot of superheroes um, from Katana to, uh, what is that? Who is this? You know mm. her. Um, but to, um, what's her name? It's not Echo. Oh, uh, Batgirl? Yeah, but it's the specific one. Oh, Cassandra Cain? Yeah. Well, I wanted her her bat name. I didn't think it was just Batgirl. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's a, She has a different name. Yeah, now. regardless. Anyway, you're getting those. So... Go check it out if you like those. I like those style of her name's Sheshar. That's what I wanted. Thank you. Um, from before, not that. Yeah, no, not her, yeah. but the other one. Sorry, my brain's all over the place today, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna be getting a bunch of like shorter stories. So if you like those kinds of Orphan. things, thank you. Thank and Stanley Lau is uh, art term. Yay! My brain gave me that one. But yeah. Character names not happening today. No. I was like, hey, you know that's art term though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the Adam as well, which I really enjoyed that hollow uh, that uh, Halloween story yes, we read. Oh, yes. it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of one of those like little mini like vignette stories, I kind of like picking these up because it's like for a yes for ten dollars you're getting an opportunity though for like a whole bunch of stories that maybe you'll be interested in. You know, like there's like you're not committing to just one issue like a $5 issue like DC's been putting out. You're committing to like an opportunity to have a variety of books. So go check that out. Yeah. Also, there's just like some really fun, adorable, like variant covers. Yeah, there are. Super fun. Anyway, yeah. that was those are my my polls because I think you took it. You got you got the rest. It's all you. You also talked about Wonder Woman number seven seventy two. Oh, right. That woman's mine too. Sorry, Wonder Woman seven seven. Leave you alone. I had like three hours of sleep last night. Mm-hmm. Um, written by uh, Jordi Bellier and Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. Maybe there's like a backup story. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, because it's young Diana as well. Right. Um, this is this is the God of War Wonder Woman book I've been loving, so yes. I'm very excited to read this. Um, and to continue on, I well, I don't know if when she leaves this, if I'm going to continue. Oh, no, this. it depends on what happens. Yeah, but I'm enjoying this so much while I can, and looking forward to this being in trade. Right. Because that'd be a, a fun recommend for people who've clearly played God of War. Uh, totally. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to see how they justify taking Peter Parker out of uh, being Spider-Man, despite the fact that he absolutely would not be affected by the Avengers not forming, uh, since he formed a good two years before the Avengers did. Uh, this is written by Mark Bernardin with uh, art by Raphael Latore. I'm going to check that out just to see and gripe and complain. Uh, the Joker number three from James Tynion the Fourth and Sam Johns with art by Mirka Andolfo. Uh, the, the, the Secret James Gordon book, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to see more. 
Uh, Star Wars 13 continues the War of the Bounty Hunters event. I'm going to read this one and then see if I'm going to read any more of it until the trade. We'll see. I'm excited to check it out. Uh, that's, you know, Luke oh, wow. when you said this is like, uh, like, like 10 of swords. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's no, they were like, cross. yeah, oh. they probably looked at the sales and were like, do that with star Wars, 10 of swords, star Wars. Up. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the galaxy number 14 from Al Ewing and art by Juan Frigeri, uh, teases Dr. Doom joining the guardians of the galaxy. I'm going to check it out. Why not? Wow. Yeah. Wow. This, this team makes me think of like, at least the costumes mm-hmm. make me think of, um, was it the Abnet run? Yeah. Yeah, it should. Because those are the old Abnett costumes. Yeah. Uh, Batman the Detective, of course, from Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert. Andy Kubert. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to check this out, of course. I'm th- I think the rest of you are as well. Uh, Spider-Man Spider Shadow number two from Chip Zdarsky is also coming out. If you haven't already checked it out, you should read the first issue. It's basically taking what if and they're making like a mini series out of mm-hmm. them. And this is not going to be an isolated incident. There's going to be more what ifs that are mini series. Uh, by prominent writers and artists. Yeah. Uh, that... Pascal's very art, by the way, is nuts. That's Phil Noto art. I, I like that cover the a cover's lot. Great. Like I'd forgotten how creepy his mask was. Yeah, the the the, spy, the Peter Parker as Venom yeah. mask. Yeah, definitely. Creepy. Uh, Batman Urban Legends number three, of course, also written by Chip Zdarsky and more like Batman Matthew Rosenberg uh, and Brandon Thomas. Check that out if you're not enjoying Batman like I am. Uh, Heroes of War number two is coming out. No, uh, not wasting any freaking time. Wow. I know. How so here we go. I, I, I looked at the reading list I think it's back. six, but I don't remember. I wonder if they're trying to get out of the way. I I would like them to. Of, so we're well, going to see how this like, goes. Of, because it's like, they're, maybe they don't want to have the two events concurrently running for too long. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, so that'll be a book that's coming out that I won't like, but we'll see. I mean, I'm always I'm willing to give it a shot. Because mm-hmm. like, there could be a turn. Uh, Just League Last Ride from Chip Zdarsky and Miguel Mendon- Mendonca. Uh it's a, I think it's a what if book, basically. It's an Elseworlds book, but we'll see. I don't remember. But I remember that, like, it's a digital first story starring the Justice League by Zadarsky. It's the last ride. Get in the Batmobile, guys. We're going for one last ride. One last ride. ride. I think the idea is that, like, they're breaking up the Trinity again, but Zadarsky's doing it, so I trust him. And uh, in the chats, we also have. Uh, Mr. Roboto, does anybody else want Shriek in this? Uh, she is in this, so you can enjoy that. Uh, yeah, Shriek is going to be in Venom 2. Um, Fraser T, uh, hey, huge t- fan of you and NMC, near mint condition. Uh, loved your collaboration and would like to see another. Me too. Well, let him know. Uh, I, I will hang out with Omar anytime. Uh, Mr. Roboto, hey, Silent Tiff, ma- imagine Shriek and who could play her. She's in it, and uh, you don't have to. The uh, actor's in it. Yeah, I don't remember who she is, but she's in it. But she's screaming in that trailer. She is shrieking the hell I out of that. She, yeah, sorry, she can't be screaming. Yeah, because she doesn't have the she doesn't have the symbiote that makes her scream. Shrieking. Yeah, but <sighs> she will be shriek. There will be shriek in that movie. Um, before we go, we want to mention, of course, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Comic Pop Returns, the supplemental channel where you can get the rebroadcasts of both Off the Rack and Elseworlds Exchange. Plus, uh, when we get monetization, GBU will launch, and also, of course, Letters Page will continue. The most uh, recent episode on that channel is Letters Page, which is brand new. It's an hour and 30 minutes long. Uh, so it's basically the feature length of uh, probably Venom 2. Mm. Uh, but check that out. It'll be a lot of fun uh, for you if you enjoy unboxings <laughs> and us hanging out and just shooting the shit. Uh, plus lots of deleted scenes and clips, uh, including uh, a rare moment of Ben in his teens. Uh, check <gasps> that out as well for more. Uh, Team Ben! Otherwise, of course, you can always follow us on uh, the main channel here on Comic Pop, Comic Pop Returns, Comic Pop on twitch.tv slash Comic Pop. 
Uh, you can follow Tiffany at, at The Real Zoobs on Twitter, and there's so much more. Check the description for every link that you need. Every link you need. Our library and its inventory. Our Instagram, our TikTok. Yeah, we have one. It's at Comic Papa because everyone has a stupid name on TikTok, and I didn't want to be like Nutsuck69. I picked a name that was in some way connected to what our channel is all about. Uh, so check out that and more. Of course, there's also a Discord and a book club that meets every whenever. I think I think Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, that's it. I'm taking the, the, the mouth away from you because you're supposed to announce the winners. That's right, the winners. Oh my God, we got to announce the winners. He was. I could see him going for the mouse to end the show. That's right. I'm yeah. like, wait. I totally forgot about that. No. I'm so sorry. Well, let's announce the winners. Here we go. I got them right here. Uh, I opened the wrong thing, but I do have them. Hey, there's another super chat. I'll read this one. Please do. Pop Culture Guy 3000 says, Salentif, if Scream symbiotic, uh, symbiote gets a human host, who should it be? Uh, I mean, she has had human hosts in the past. In the movie? I mean, maybe make it Annie? The actor who plays Annie, his wife? Okay. That way you don't get She-Venom anymore, you get Scream. Oh. Be kind of fun. There you go. That'd be a great way to, to, to connect it all. Yeah, they just get, like, a singer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here we go. Uh, so we got two winners of two books. Uh, you got to send me uh, your information and, uh, you know, when, just sound off in the chat. You know, like, make a comment and I will respond to you. You know, email me uh, at Sal or Sal at comicpop.net. But, like, if you're not in the chat, we're going to we'll check the comments. Yeah, I'm going to check We're going to check the comments and then we'll get back to you all next week. That's right. So these mm-hmm. are the, the, the idea here was uh, when we launched the show and we launched the channel, which was only a week ago, uh, I should point out that uh, the idea was... If we got to 1,000 subs, we'd pick two random winners in the comments. Just pick two comments that we could prove, A, uh, watch the episode, and B, subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. These are two people who are subscribed to Comic Pop Returns and, uh, and, and, and made comments. The first one is Carlos Antonio. That's the name on YouTube. Okay. So thank you, Carlos Antonio. And Lemigeta, which is L-E-M-M-E-G-E-T-U-H-H. So Lemigeta... And Carlos Antonio, you are the winners of this uh, giveaway. You might not be in the chat right now. That's okay. You just need to comment in the below you, this you got, video. You got to comment before next live episode. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to someone we gotta else. We got to go to somebody else. <laughs> and actually, that what we might do is actually, we'll next week do a live episode and we'll pick someone who's subscribed to Comic Pop Returns in the live chat. That's the way to go. Uh-huh. So that's how we normally do our giveaways. Yeah, that is. But so, since, uh, we're di- since we're double... We're double dipping right now. We're dual channeling. Mm-hmm. So it may not be the end. Yeah. It may not be the end. It's true. And I think when we actually debut the show, when Off the Rack oh, becomes we'll an give, official... We'll do a giveaway then. We'll do a giveaway then. So Comic Pop Returns officially gets Off the Rack live. Yeah. Then we'll start doing that again. But... Uh, in the meantime, I want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And yeah. we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Off the Rack. Of course, if you're watching this after the fact, so much, thank you so much for being here on Comic Pop Returns and for subscribing and catching every episode we make here. It's only Off the Rack and Elseworlds and Letters page right now. Mm-hmm. The GBU is coming. Once we hit that 4,000 hours of watch time, yeah. the GBU will arrive and there's a new episode ready to go. So we'll uh, see you guys later. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Of course, if you want more, uh, you know, there's plenty here. There's, it, there's more. It, it abounds. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's it. So long, everybody. Bye.